everyone and welcome to the Exploitation Book Club, my podcast where I take a positive look at the nasty and the extreme. But in this format, I do it with a guest from the extreme horror and splatterpunk community. And this week with me, I have Mark Green. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hello. Nice to finally speak to you. I know, right? Yeah, I think we've exchanged a few messages uh, kind of online and stuff. It's the first time speaking to you in person. It's really nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, like you said, we've, we've chatted online and we've even been in the same anthology project together but we've never actually spoken face to face oh yeah no we have haven't we yeah yeah, yeah. in fact <laughs> you introduced me to that oh i did i forgot about that yeah, yeah no you were oh, the excellent. one who pointed me in that direction oh excellent <laughs> yeah so yeah, so yeah for anyone who doesn't know that that's uh screaming with screaming with screaming pain. for peace for peace yeah. that's, that's it i always end up normally saying screaming for vengeance which is that the judas yeah. priest album and i nearly always get it wrong but yes, we would have peace. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, really good one, that one as well. Lots of cool writers in there. Mm. I still haven't read it all yet. I've, I'm part way through it, but I'm reading it in between other things. So. Nice. It'll get there. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point in anthologies, right? You can just yeah. dip in and out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, before we uh, get going with everything on this episode then, I'll give you a chance just to kind of introduce yourself to anyone who doesn't know. Let them know what books you got out there. Uh, how you should read Abortus on Christmas Day, because I, <laughs> I forgot you did that. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else. <laughs> so, yes, I'm I write, I'm Mark Green, but I write under Mark M.J. Green, mostly because my name in the UK is really common. Lots of people are called Mark Green, so I had to put the initials in just to slightly differentiate myself. Uh, at the moment, I've got three novellas out. Uh, the first one is Abortus, which... Stephen here has kindly reviewed on his channel if you want to go and check that out I think he did say it was fucking disgusting about four <laughs> times so so that's all that's good about right. yeah <laughs> uh I also wrote Birdsong which is a much more serious it's not an extreme or splatter tale in any way it's just a look at a day in the life of an old lady with dementia it does have horror in there of course because it wouldn't be me if it didn't do that but it's a lot more sort of down-to-earth tale and just recently, I released Phenomenon None, which um, I guess the best way to describe it is a story about a where nun, and it's a musical, and it's really splattery and over the top. I wanted to just have fun after writing two stories about people with sort of mental health issues. Um, hey, yeah. it's kind of me, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't stick to one genre or theme. I like to flip around and just write the sort of stuff that I would like to read. I was writing a musical, like that must have been a, an interesting one. It was tricky at first, just getting, I, I left a lot of the songs until afterwards. I just put placeholders in to put like insert song here. And then I found the easiest way to do it after I'd written the first two was to basically put on some music and write my own lyrics just to that background tune that was playing. So there's, yeah. a, there's a, a torture scene where it involves a, a penis skinning, a degloving, so that's fun. But the song that the character, the torturer sings, uh, I wrote to Under Your Skin by Frank Sinatra. So <laughs> <laughs> it felt appropriate. <laughs> nice. Oh, so if you, if you read the lyrics to that tune, it should fit. So. Should fit. I can't yeah. even imagine trying something like that. Must have been a lot of fun, but quite like weird or stuff. Yeah, the, that's why I left the songs to last, especially when I then realised I wanted to do an opening theme song and then put that at the end again. That's why I left that until the very, very end. And there was a medley I did between five or six characters, and each they started off singing to different songs, and it will become one that was tricky to do <laughs> to signify these people are now singing together. And then that it was it's stupid, but I had so much fun doing it. So that's, that's, the that's point what counts. Sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly. The point. Yeah, I think if you have fun, then hopefully the reader's going to have fun as well. Well, I don't know how often do you get to read some like extreme splatter musical? <laughs> yeah. I think I can honestly say it's the first musical splatter about a yeah. nun or a guy who turns into a nun. So <laughs> you'd hope so, right? Yeah, I hope no one else has already done that. <laughs> like when they say there's no ideas left, nobody thought of a musical splatter nun book. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's been done. It's one that it's been weird. It's been knocking around in my head for ages. It was around the time when. The Grindhouse movies come out, you know, Planet Terror and Death. Doom. Yeah, I um, love them. Yeah, great movies. Yeah, but and some friends and I were talking about 
hey, we could do this. We could make our own, you know, really cheap movie. Or I thought, right, what have we got? And someone mentioned, hey, I've got a nun outfit. And I think he had it from a fancy dress party or something. So he says. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. question him. Um, no judgment here. <laughs> <laughs> no, none at all. <laughs> and that's where the idea had stemmed from. And I think I wrote a couple of pages and then it's just sat in a drawer for yeah. six, seven years until I w- I'd mentioned it to Lee you know, Richmond, who I've, I've written a couple of anthologies with him, which I should have mentioned. We wrote Medea the Macabre, and which is 10 stories, five from each of us. And we did uh, the Christmas one called Jingle Hells, which is one story each. And we do work a lot together and you know proofread each other's work. And I mentioned to him this idea I had, and he was like, you need to make that your next book. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll do that then. Yeah, that's why a lot of my work is. It's all like screenplays that never got made. They're just kicking around doing nothing. And I'm like, I should turn them into a book. So be <laughs> even nastier with them now. That's yeah. the way oh, that yeah. I would do it. The, the pile of random notes and unfinished work is excessive. and there's, But it's there. It's there to draw from and suddenly yeah. go, you know what? I can, I can do something with this. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always fun, just like I said, just kind of translating those ideas into a book format. Oh, definitely, yeah. It was. I think it's been the longest story I've written. I suppose the songs kind of beefed up the page count, but I was like, <laughs> "How has this been the biggest thing I've written?" It's been a story about a when and, and a musical, <laughs> but there we are. <laughs> it happens. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So before we discuss this week's book, uh, <laughs> I ask any guest who comes onto the show if they want to do a sixty-second or under story, and I think you have one prepared, right? I have written one, especially yes. Awesome. So yeah, whenever you're ready, give that one a read. Let me just put it up here. Here we go. So this is called Before My Wife Gets Home. So. <laughs> and this is the one you checked with your wife. Oh yeah, I did. I, I read it to her <laughs> a couple of nights ago and she had this look of partially amused and partially concerned. <laughs> I was trying to hide her laughter. And then when I finished it, I think her words were, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Always <laughs> a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. But that's praise. I'll take it. <laughs> so here we go. So before my wife gets home, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. I remember reading that nursery rhyme as a child and even then finding it preposterous. I mean, how could someone fit so much inside themselves? It didn't make sense. The fly and the spider I could understand. Perhaps the cat and the dog, if they were young, a kitten and a puppy, but a horse, a cow, fucking ridiculous. And yet here I am in a similar predicament. Not that I swallowed anything. No, mine went inside me via a very different route. First, I lubed my ring piece and the tube I inserted into my rectum. It wasn't as easy as you might think to slide a slippery length of pipe at one's ass. Had to twist it a little, like a pensioner trying to remove a childproof cap on a medicine bottle. But it got there and felt stable enough that I didn't think it would fall out. Next was the hamster. It had this look about it, like a tiny furry slut that had been giving me the fuck me eye since day one, and I knew it wanted it. Our daughter had named him Scrabbles. Stupid name for a hamster, I know, but my daughter is only four and often names things based on something random. My wife had mentioned how the hamster looked like it was scrabbling about in its cage, and thus Scrabbles earned his name. He's not scrabbling about anymore he was at first when he took his initial exploratory walk into my sphincter his furry body and tiny claws sent such a wave of pleasure through me that i came almost instantly i didn't even have time to jack it like i planned just a thick spray of hot dick milk that spurted across the living room carpet i must have been better clean it before my wife gets home anyway scrabbles went up i shot my load fuck it felt good but scrabbles hasn't come out again so, in a moment of genius, I went into the utility room and took one of our ferrets from their cage. We have three of them. Technically, we still have three, but one is elsewhere. It was tricky enough getting him out of his cage, hunched over as I was, with a tube jutting from between my cheeks and a bone hard enough to knock a hole through a wall. But I got him eventually, and up he went to chase out the hamster. Only he hasn't come out either. And now there's some foul-smelling muck pouring from my arse and dripping out of the tube. It's spattering a tail across... Start that again. It is spattering a trail across the floor. Something else I need to clean up before my wife gets home. Oh, and I mustn't forget that when the ferret slid its way inside me, I waddled into the kitchen and came for the second time in as many minutes, blasting my thick, greasy baby gravy all over the kitchen units. 
now I need to deal with that mess as well. So here I am, a tube up my ass, a hamster and a ferret lost somewhere inside me, and dribbles and drops and splats of spunk and shit decorating my house. I really, really need to get the mess dealt with, but I need to get the hamster and the ferret out first. A noise behind me gets my attention and I turn awkwardly, the tube of my stiff cock bobbing in unison. Why is empty food bowl since our cat, Mr Whiskers, and I get an idea? I look at my watch. I still have time before my wife gets home. Here, yeah, puss, puss, puss. The end. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And, and now so I, clean up, Judy. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me either. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I always think that's a pretty good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if someone if someone gets sort of that mixture of laughter and a look of disgust, yeah, I've gone. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> I had someone the other day, a friend who um he's been asking me about my books for ages, and I was like, dude, they're really dark. Like it's not your thing. Like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I'll give it a go. He brought a copy of one of them and like read like half of the first chapter. <laughs> and it's just like, what's wrong with you? It warned you. <laughs> Like yeah, that's the purchase. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for the compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was um, when I first mentioned to some friends as well when I started to write Phenomenon. One of my friends is called Tim, and he's not. In, I don't know why I pointed there. He's not over there, but anyway, he's called Tim. I'm <laughs> one of those people who gestures with their hands, but um, and he's not into horror at all. And as I was describing a few bits, this look of like horrified <laughs> disgust on his face. So the character I mentioned, he gets the his penis degloved, I called him Tim. So, <laughs> just, so was, my motivation was like, what facial expression would he pull whilst reading this? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is, there's such a good audience for it, isn't there? Like, while plenty of people will look and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know that the actual community is just going to like devour it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, having somebody yeah. who's not into it at all and just watching their horrified expression. Yeah, yeah. It's you get it times, right? You're like, yeah. oh yeah, there's people that don't read extreme horror. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's a joy to behold, though, to see that facial expression crossing. It is right. Um, so yeah, before we uh, move on to Chocolate Man by Jonathan Butcher, I'll just say in advance that there will be spoilers. We jump all over the place. We'll probably ruin the book a little bit. Uh, so if you haven't read it already, I highly recommend reading it. And if you haven't, I imagine we'll probably convince you by the end to pick it up and give it a go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, before we delve into it, what, um, just want to quickly ask, what was the reason for choosing this one? Out of any book you could have chosen for the podcast, why Chocolate Man? <laughs> Other than some kind oh. of weird poo fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a weird, I have a normal poo fetish, not a weird one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not entirely sure. I was just scouring through what i owned and i was like which one would be you know something that it's, it's not too long a book i can know i can read it over a day or two and that just leapt at me and thought yes i really enjoyed this it's, i mean we'll probably go into it more but it's one of those things if you try to explain to someone it's about a poo demon and there's a lot of shit eating and things going on it it sounds ridiculous and childish but how jonathan's wrote it it doesn't come across as a bunch of poo jokes which it so easily could have done it keeps there's that horror that runs through it and the sort of creeping dread as well as like you know it's not all here <laughs> it's his poo you know it's it's a lot more serious tone in a weird way mm, yeah i mean i kind of look at it as a creature feature almost like yeah yeah um but yeah definitely not childish <laughs> no apart from um i think i did comment this to jonathan as well we're right at the end where the with the epilogue and he decided to call it Epulog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Really? And he's like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I couldn't resist. I'd fair enough. <laughs> it did make me laugh. It was that one moment of like, that's just fucking childish and stupid. And I loved it. So, yeah. <laughs> Break the tension, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Especially from how horrific the story gets in places as well. So, yeah. Uh, this is one that I had recommended to me by a bunch of different authors, actually. Uh, when I first started doing the channel, I uh, started reviewing stuff. Uh, I can't even remember who it was now. Um, I think Christine Morgan was one of them. And maybe it was like Ryan Hardin or Christopher Triani, but a couple of different people messaged me um, about this book being like, oh, you should definitely check out like Chocolate Man. It'd be a, a really fun one to review. 
I'm like about one chapter in. I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> well, have you read the original short it was based on? Uh, I think I listened to oh, I was gonna mention. doing it on Godless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, he's got, a, I think it's on YouTube and that as well, the him reading mm. the story and doing the voices, which is excellent. Yeah. He does it really well. And yeah, I couldn't get good. that. Yeah, I couldn't get that Cornish accent of crab out of my head then. <laughs> but I can hear him going, oh, bloody lovely. <laughs> which one I first fun with that I like his videos on like the uh, oh yeah the battles they've been doing recently and stuff on oh that has various been groups yeah. yeah yeah that has been fun to see them all jiving at one another in, in, in a friendly way it's just mock exactly. kind of yeah anger yeah it's brilliant uh, so yeah chocolate man um, <laughs> don't know where to start with this one really um, well there was something I when I first read it, I hadn't noticed, and it wasn't until rereading it when you get and it's something simple like the dedication. He dedicates it to Kreb, and he mentions his name three times. Which, if you've read the stories, you know that that saying his name three times is what summons him. And I didn't notice that on the first first reading. I, I just not pick that up. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's definitely something on the second because you see the dedication. Okay, that's funny, and then you you get into the story. And it was only yeah. this time around. I'm like, oh, hang on, prep, prep. Oh, shit, I'm now going to say it. So it wasn't James's <laughs> fault at all, then? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for reading it, yeah. yeah. yeah Jonathan fucking started it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He summoned him, right? I think that's his warning about, by reading, there's a warning, isn't there, at the start of that. Yeah. And by reading this book, you're letting the chocolate man into your home or something. And then he summons him, basically, in the dedication. Because it's is... different size fonts, isn't it? And bits in italic. So, yeah, yeah it does stand yeah. out. Yeah. Didn't so pick that up. To put that warning and then summon him is like, that's actually really clever. Yeah. I really like, like that idea. Quite playful again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Unlike a lot of the story, <laughs> which is not always playful. <laughs> no, well, it starts pretty hardcore, really, doesn't it? When you've got this essential, like, what, kid at the time that's just kind of raping and destroying his parents but he's like this kind of monster thing and you just don't really know what because you're kind of thrown straight in the deep end like you're yeah. seeing all of this through the eyes of a child and it's a yeah, very when, horrific start yeah i mean he's is he 10 years old at the start of the story and he's he mentions like his brother has got out and you know that something horrific has happened and then when he finds his i mean like we said there's going to be spoilers so he finds his mm. father's corpse with his penis removed a pile of shit on his groin and then his dick stuck on stuck on top of that you're like whoa what the fuck is happening here you know <laughs> and it, it's obviously some, it's, yeah sorry go on. i was gonna say just some like long fucking shit coming out of his mum's <laughs> ass or something as well like it's... oh yeah he's 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 raping the, the crib is raping the mum with a log of shit that's cold from his ass and then going to the mum <laughs> yeah it's just this weird horrific nightmare situation especially when you think the a 10 year old boy is found this and it's kind of his fault because he undid his brother's restraints thinking i'll let him go he'll just run away yeah. not that he'll murder everything <laughs> inside and hopefully not he'll rape everything with yeah, he's not gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like i said it's, it, when you're trying to talk about it you end up giggling a bit because of all the, the poo talk and the scatological side of it but it doesn't it doesn't read that way no, but I think that's what's really clever about it is because mm. he plays James's trauma really straight. Like James yeah. is straight up traumatized by this whole event. Because why wouldn't you be? Your parents were murdered by your brother at like the most simplistic form. Yeah. And he's got this kind of like PTSD. And, you know, he's he's got this loving wife and these nice kids, but like, yeah, he's absolutely traumatized he's taking drugs he's scared to use the toilet like yeah so exactly. it doesn't play like a comedy because of that main character being so wildly affected no you go you, yeah you go straight from that childhood trauma to him as an adult unable to even like defecate without having like yeah. flashbacks and nervous attacks and all panic attacks anxiety and things like that and you're like well, this is one messed up guy you know mm. so and it yeah, hits you like, with that kind of serious side to it yeah like his kids don't really understand they're like you know oh, his dad got a private toilet we can't even be on the, the same floor when he's taking a shit like, yeah yeah was it their, their teenage daughter's room is next door to the toilet yeah. she can't be in the room if he's really can't in be the in bathroom the room. And, yeah she's the age son? now she's getting annoyed by it all 
you know, grotty teenagers. I got one of them, so <laughs> I fully understand. <laughs> yeah, it's good setup. I like it. Yeah, definitely. It just it has that nice build to what's going to happen, and then of course mm. we get introduced to our two other main characters of Mucklow oh, yeah. and and, Mucklo Is- and Isabel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, quite an interesting. Well, they're they're James's dealers, aren't they? He goes to see them to get some opiates or whatever from to to help him yeah. get through the weekend because he's the the whole premise is this is the this is twenty two years after <laughs> yeah yeah number two number two yeah <laughs> which which is pretty good. But it do, again, it doesn't talking about it now is hilarious. But when you're reading it, the the jokes that this there, but you're not. I find you're not giggling like an idiot over something. Well, like that, he just said, "Oh shit, okay, that's that's kind of funny," but I'm not yeah. sitting there laughing. It's my kind ass of funny, but it spells trouble. Like you yeah. go, "Oh shit!" Like this fucking yeah. creature's going to come back. I think yeah, because the way the horror side of it and the violence was done so seriously, you kind of like, okay, this is going to be bad. Not like, oh, we're going to have some fun with some weird scatological stuff going on. You're like, oh yeah. shit, this is this is going to get really nasty really quick. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's the anniversary of yeah, 22 years since. James had last faced his brother and yeah, he goes to see these drug dealers and uh, they become part of our main narrative. Yeah, I really liked their story. There's like a bit of a sweetness yeah. to it that was quite nice amongst all of this. Like to take yeah, these two kind of like low-life characters who were, you know, kind of scumbags in their own right. They were killing <laughs> yeah. people. They were doing shit for money. Like to kind of, you know, have them home invade James but still not quite be the bad guys is yeah, yeah, yeah. such a good balance yeah because like you said they are these sort of scumbag low lives who are just a grotty drug dealing types they live they'll live rough and they'll just sell to them anyway they'll you know they end up taking their own gear as well which is kind of what gets them into trouble but yeah. when they follow James home and break into his ass they're kind of like you know we're sorry about this we just want money and some fun um, because is is heavily in her, her weight. She's just like, I want some meat, I want some protein, <laughs> and then we'll go. And they don't, they're not entirely bastards. No. Which yeah, is nice. That, they, they just wanted money and protein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're out for themselves, but they won't hurt someone unnecessarily. In no, a way, the yeah. people they do hurt in the story are all pretty much gangsters and stuff, isn't it? So they're yeah. not, you know, you don't. You feel like James, you're nervous for James, but you don't think like Isabel's going to actually shoot him. No, you could tell that if if nothing weird had happened, it would have been like, here's, here's some money, here's some food. And they would have just oh, gone. Yeah. 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 No, I liked their story. I'd said it had a, a little bit of sweetness to it. This kind of like skinny meth head and this like bulked <laughs> up bodybuilding woman yeah. just trying to find their little place in the world. Like, yeah, well, it was weirdly sweet and endearing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were a good pair, and they they worked really well. Um, so, what did you think about the whole kind of um, unsolved mystery sort of element with it with Haley? Like uh, rereading it, um, I kind of enjoyed that bit the first time around, but I kind of liked it even more how it was all stitched together the second time with her kind of already having a slight interest in that sort of stuff and then finding out like her dad has like a murder house essentially yeah that worked really really well. i must admit I'd, I'd forgotten that so reading it again it like, I was like oh god yeah I'd, I'd completely forgotten this and finding that whole i mean it's it's creb that leads it to the original the original is, house yeah which you don't weird. know at first yeah no, you just but, think that she's found these documents and she's well, no, there's it a, together there's a little she, there's something leaking from the loft hatch yeah, and I think that's what sends her to investigate, and it's something that Kreber's cause, and she finds these documents for uh, the the house that her dad still owns, that was where the murders happened, and so on. And yeah, and like you said, her being into true crime and that, and her all pretty much boyfriend having the same similar similar taste and that as well. That yeah, that made for a good little side story for them going off to do their investigation. Yeah, and you're thinking, yeah, this isn't going to go well for anybody at all now. No, it then, went horrifically. Like in my head, I was expecting it to go quite bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, <laughs> well, they That's... find there's a there's a woman living in the house, isn't there? She's just, I guess, she's yeah. like a homeless, you know, squatter or whatever. And then for her to suddenly 
burst apart into some fecal fountain of variety and <laughs> shit just pouring out of her. And they're just obviously freaking out because you would do. Yeah. Yeah. And it just takes a fucking brain dead or something. (laughs) (laughs) But it takes a sort of innocuous way looking around an empty house. Just what I wonder what happened here. I want to find out more. Just suddenly be like, oh shit. Basically, there's like this horrible excrement demon now chasing us. And yeah, well, that's why I thought it worked really well with that. Like, obviously, like the drug dealer story, you've got like this kind of, you know, like this kind of indie down and out drugs dealer story, but then you've got the shit invested, like, creature feature on top of it and then Haley side of things you've got this you know haunted house essentially but then you've got this fucking shit monster comes into it like it's all these nice genres that you're kind of comfortable with but then just get like the addition of curb or something about him that just flips it on its head <laughs> yeah like, even the bit where Haley kind of is escaping the house and crashes into those people like that's horrific oh enough. yeah 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 but then again, you get the extra twist of like Kerb being there as well, or kind of infecting her boyfriend, and like it's just yeah, she's she drives through the little village, doesn't she? And there's a market going on, and she crashes through it, just like yeah, plows through some yeah. fucking village market. That's it. And her boyfriend's already started to become infected by Kerb. I think he got some of the 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 chop yeah, chop in his mouth. It, yeah, <laughs> he swallowed a bit of chop chop, and yeah, he starts to transform, and then you find out later on when Isabella goes into the underground, I think it is, that yeah. all the people from the town, from that little village market, are all in there in various states of decapitation and all that, but they're still alive as such in this weird undead fecal nightmare. Yeah, it went very surreal there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, some of the imagery in that, like the the, the birthing moment, yeah. it's just like, that is it's fucked up, but yeah, it's, it's done so well that it doesn't that said, it doesn't come across as childish or crass or anything. It's it's a weird one to explain that it's mm. not, you know, where chock chock sounds funny, but when you read it in the book, you like initially you might be like, ah, that's a bit funny, and then as it go, you get used to it. You're like, yeah, that's mm. not funny anymore. That's yeah, kind no, of worrying well, and terrifying. You know, once a little Ryan kids like fucking like digging into his mum's arsehole to get the chock chock. Suddenly, it's yeah, not funny yeah. anymore. You know, just loses that humour. <laughs> yeah, when he's got part of his intestine hanging out of his mouth to then start slurping the, the special brown out of other people. Yeah, you kind of, <laughs> it ain't fun anymore. This is not nice. Yeah. yeah. And the mum's like, oh, can I have a taste? Yeah, they all pay. start to become infected by it. And yeah, it's such a good story. So well written. Yeah. I definitely need to read more of Jonathan's work because I think this is the only one of his I've read at the moment. So I need to. Oh, if you're not read, what could you do? No, or the new one. No, I need to do that. I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to probably harass him in another month or two and start nudging him for like try and get a signed copy if I can. So <laughs> I'll probably I've got a, I've got a convention coming up that I'm going to be at. I need to get that out of the way, and then I'll hopefully have some fun so I can like. Is that the some... Sheffield one? Is it Sheffield Horicon? Yeah, I mean we're recording yeah. on what day are we? Wednesday, Thursday. Uh... Yeah, this was there for like another six weeks. No. So I mean, we're on a Thursday, and I'm on on the Saturday. And I've got the so a couple of days oh, from so now. Definitely be yeah. done by now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's my first sort of appearance, or not appearance. But it's my first time there as a trader. I've been to it every year, just to you know, going to meet people, get some autographs, and have a walk around. So it's yeah. been an interesting one. I've had one or two people approach me about two and one, uh, one in the Isle of Wight and the Portsmouth oh, okay. Comic Con. Um, I don't know yet. Like you know, when you're like, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to, to dive into that yet. Yeah, well, a we'll, whole different skill set. Yeah, I thought we'll, we'll give it a go. I mean, it's not you're not going to make money at these things, but we're in the office. We don't make money at anything, so yeah. it's just, <laughs> yeah, just it's networking and meeting people, and just yeah, I'm just happy to go and meet people and have a chat and see how it goes. Awesome. So. But yeah, so I think. What- Oh, sorry. So what, uh, I was going to say, so what did you think um, Brown Time was, as it kept getting mentioned? Did you have an idea in your head as the book went? Uh, not the specifics of it, the kind of mystical luminance to, to Krebs' offerings. It was just, okay, we know it's going to involve shit. It's going to involve some <laughs> form of shit being eaten. But then, yeah, I had no idea what it was going to be. And to find it has that sort of transformative qualities to it. It's like, oh, okay. Puppet sort of side to it. Yeah. They, 
was it when uh, James was little, they'd, they'd have brown time with animals and Kreb would feed mm. his special brown to an animal. It could be alive or dead and it would have fecal limbs come out of it. So if you saw, <laughs> uh, for anyone who's thinking like the, the head spider out of the thing, if you think of that, but the legs are actually solid sticks of shit rather than actual <laughs> limbs. Yeah, that's kind of what's happening. So. Yeah, I yeah, remember being a... so intrigued by it, like the first mm. time round. Like every time they mentioned brown time, what the fuck is brown time? You held off telling you for like so long. Yeah, it was, it was, it worked well that way because you, you know when you head, like, well, it can't just be a well, not normal, but from the, from yeah. the it can't just be story. shitting in his mouth or something. No, it's got to be a bit more to it. Yeah, it's not just shitting because <laughs> there's been enough of that going on. There's got to be something else to it, but there's no hint of how <laughs> nightmarish it becomes, <laughs> so, which is which is really good. I mean. The amount of people to get speared by length of lengths of feces or something in this is just insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be one of those ones where if you made a movie of it and you had to do it practically, you'd be like, right, this is gonna be a fucking laugh. Yeah, we need a lot of barrels of brown paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you would be able to make a movie out of it. I don't know. I, I mean, mean we would watch it. it. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember what the conversation was with Jonathan, but I said to him about um about uh what's his name? Is Hendelotter, the guy who done um, oh, the Oh brain case. said and yeah. Uh, Not yeah, brain, brain brain damage, sorry. Brain yeah. damage and basket case um, and bad biology. That's the one, like, yeah. We were like, he would be the guy that would have to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then maybe screaming Mad George to do some of your effects, I think he'd be yeah. the the um the weird the assuming mentioned with all the undead kind of the townsfolk that'd be yeah. the screaming mad george set piece kind of like society with everything just yeah. in the, oh, especially yeah where they're all fusing with crab aren't they some of them yeah yeah that underground that layer kind of, stuff yeah really reminded me of society yeah it had that sort of feel to it yeah same here i was getting those vibes too only with a lot more shit going on yeah more shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like someone just chucked a bucket of shit over society yeah <laughs> but still with people being pulled inside out as well so that made yeah. it fun <laughs> yeah yeah it's an interesting read and it's it's one that can be done in i mean a day two tops i mm. think it's, it's and not just from the length of it just because you'll get so engrossed in what's going on engrossed yeah, possibly by what's going engrossed. on yeah yeah it's got a good pace to it i feel mm. like because all the stories work right like you like kind of james's stuff's obviously intriguing because you all know what's going on but Haley's yeah. a likable character despite being a moody teen like you want to <laughs> follow her on a little adventure and her stuff with the kind of not boyfriend but boyfriend's really cute and yeah you're kind of getting into that and then Mucklow and Isabel you're wondering how the fuck they're gonna get themselves out of this mess because they keep digging a bigger and bigger hole yeah, yeah you kind of got all three because <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got three storylines going on so you, yeah like you said you got the main one with james which is the whole crib thing and his whole um coprophobia i guess but then you've got like the slight mystery side of the murder mystery side with Haley as they go off to do their investigation and then a gangster story with um Mokler and isabella and they all but they all fit together perfectly and it all come together and it all makes sense <laughs> yeah i can't recommend it highly enough really yeah another thing i really enjoyed about it was the fact that um Everyone was nice as well, right? Like Tabby, his wife, was like this really supportive, nice oh, yeah. mom. Yeah. Like, you know, Haley was being a little bit of a brat at times, but like the minute she started finding out what's really going on, she was very caring. And yeah. You know, Ryan seemed like a relatively sweet kid despite keeping Ziploc bags appearing <laughs> in his toy chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apart from that, he seemed like a normal kid. And like you said, yeah, yeah. Haley had that bright side of her, which you're gonna have at that age anyway well yeah like, especially yeah. when you know when your dad's got some weird poo phobia and you're some teenage kid wanting to invite your friends back home yeah that is a bit awkward yeah we're like oh we'd all have to leave my rooms if dad can take it or try to take a dump you know like, why, can't, <laughs> why can't we be a normal family but then when yeah. as she finds out this trauma she's like oh shit you know i, I should keep saying shit because there's enough of that in there but yeah she's yeah. like oh you know I'm, i feel bad for how i've spoken to him i should probably go and apologize and she gets that understanding of him a bit more yeah it, which i think yeah. works really well because like we said it is serious mm -hmm. so she is that audience viewpoint of what the fuck it's just poo like what's wrong with you yeah yeah 
but as she discovers what's wrong with him, it's like, oh fuck, this is a real thing. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she carries that thing of like, you're just taking a shit. It can't be that bad, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you realise you get non flashbacks yeah. on the pad. But <laughs> yeah. well, obviously, he, I mean, he realises his flashbacks aren't his fear of feces or whatever. It's more of Kreb himself. Mm. Because he's stuck, but then again, he he or his fear of actually liking what he's experiencing. Because when he goes back and he's picking up all the smells and things, and Krebs offering his, his special brown and all that, so he's like <laughs> part of him is salivating because he's like, yeah, I want this again. Mm-hmm. So he's got that internal battle of like, no, I got to keep my family safe, whilst at the same time, part of me wants this. Yeah. Do you think that was um, nostalgia, or do you think he just? Did enjoy the sensation of it all with Kreb back in the day. I think I think he was. He, yeah, I don't think it was nostalgia as such. I think I still think mentally he was repulsed by it, but his body physically reacted to it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was Kreb his... definitely had some kind of power over everyone, didn't he? Really, with it. Like... Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. He's he's got a lot more power than we could comprehend. But that's what I like that little moment of referring to it as the bowels of the earth. And that mm. everything shits, even the planet. And I thought that was genius having the bowels of the earth in there. Yeah. That was just like, it's like oh, that works so well. We've all heard that phrase. And I don't mm. think I've heard it used in a, or certainly not in this kind of way. Such before. a literal sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a perfect moment for it. Just, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I thought um, there's a lot of disgusting bits in the book. But yeah, I definitely feel like the hell. The whole stuff of Ryan just like feeding the family poo in a <laughs> stew or whatever. To oh, I forgot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know but, why that bit stuck out the most. Just the idea of like <laughs> having your dinner and not knowing. Well, he's quite. It's that double sinister thing of it's also empowering and releasing him. Yeah, well, he's he's being manipulated by Kreb, isn't he? So he's he, Unky Kreb is visiting him Unky in the room, but yeah, no one else in the family knows this, so that's why he's throwing his shit in Ziploc bags. And then because he's found out and has to get rid of it, he ends up taking some of his own shit downstairs and mixing it into the stew that the family <laughs> eats, and they all fall in, and it starts to let Kreb in and their lives. And it's just yeah, out of context, you're like, what the fuck is this? But like I said, when you read it everything mm. falls into place and makes sense as a logical read well maybe not logical but within the confines of the story within the context of the story yeah, yeah there's a reason for why things are happening mm. yeah the stuff with ryan and kreb was just yeah that was foul to me <laughs> just the manipulation of this little kid it just yeah. it made kerb like just so he's already unlikable because he's a fucking shit monster but like there's nothing particularly kind of humorous about him. Like he wasn't trying to kind of like he there's a little bit of kind of um showmanship within him, but it's all yeah. very sinister. Like he's not gonna just like smear some poo over your face and laugh or something. He's gonna fucking rip you apart. Like Yeah. Well, I mean that happens in the um the short story, doesn't it? Which is just uh, some guy ends is in a public toilet and he has this voice going oh that smells lovely don't flush it and what the fuck is going on here because he flushes the turd away later on Kreb just kind of bursts from out of his anal canal and he's like holy shit you know and it it mixes that there's that slight there's that slight vein of humour that's there but it's always held back by just how horrific things are I kind of I should be laughed at this but I'm not because you're like holy shit this is like this is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be well, that's it, isn't it? It says something that's kind of amusing, but before yeah. you've even finished laughing or gone to laugh, his then his actions just horrific and unrelenting. Yeah, it's kind of if you see someone fall over, you laugh. It's like that moment where you're like, "That person's fell over," I'm laughing, and then you go, "Oh shit, they've cracked the skull open." It's that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of moment, like, ah, "Oh dear." Yeah, it, it takes you to that point, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy, actually. It's a lot of it, it's like that. You just, you kind of want to laugh because, yeah, it's a poo demon who's yeah. got a slight Freddy aspect to him, but then he doesn't play with his food. He just destroys it. Play with his food. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it does when they're all in that weird pit thing or doing things to each other. It's just, mm. yes. 
it's a whole hor- horrific nightmare situation. Uh, but it's... How did you um? How did you think about that bit then? Because that's very, very supernatural. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you're dealing with a poo demon, but <laughs> when you go down to kind of the bowels of the planet and you've got this kind of cave and they're like stuck in the wall, but you know they're still alive somewhere else. Like, we're an incredibly supernatural. Like, uh, were you kind of expecting anything like that, or did you kind of did, did you feel it was a juxtaposition or? Where you're kind of like, okay, let's get even crazier. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it, but it didn't feel out of left field or anything. It made, it was like, yeah, this makes sense for the story. We, we're getting a better sense of Krebs' power, especially now he's in the bowels of the earth. He's in his domain because mm. all we'd known about that before was when James was younger and Krebs was these sort of intestinal tentacles and things and fecal limbs that were coming from him. So I'm expecting we're just going to see that again. We go in his lair. There he is, like the, the end of level boss. And yeah. suddenly you're in this nightmarish thing of people just like scooping shit out of each other. And you're like, oh, okay, this, <laughs> yeah, this is taking a turn. But it didn't take me out of the story. I didn't feel it just came out of nowhere. It, it mm-hmm. was a natural progression. And then you realize these are the people from the village that Haley had crashed into. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. They, they all died and have ended up here then. Yeah, so, I feel like anyone who he's kind of infected or whatever's ended up in like the yeah into these kind of bowels as well and yeah, yeah oh yeah i think graphic down there as well isn't it mm. like yeah real sense of like the fucking smell and the earth and the kind of the just flow of fucking shitty water everywhere yeah. Or oh yeah he does a, a, a jonathan does a great job of like the, the texture of, mm. of giving you that sense of how dank and wet and the odors <laughs> are hitting you he does a fantastic job of that you know, yeah. you're almost in there and you're not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I thought a bit of it was crazy. I said I didn't really... I kind of felt like there had to be more than just a house because you'd seen the house and they'd mm. mentioned a hole in the garden. But you're like, yeah, well, what's down the hole? I was expecting some fucking porta potty sort of scenario, not some, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, giant layer. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was saying, like, we're, we're just going to have some sort of fecal monster boss fight. It'll be like the... Um... The excremental out of dogma. It would be yeah. like just a shit demon. And it's like, oh, okay, this is this has gone a lot more surreal than I was expecting. Yeah. But yeah, I I'd love that moment. It was just like really good. Oh shit, this is this is grim stuff. I mean, he could if he in theory could infect anyone he comes into contact with, in a way he's kind of world ending. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's similar to um the thing in that it could just spread this virus and control everybody. Yeah. And if you yeah. If he wanted to extend his power, or could he? Yeah, he's a world-ending scenario. You know, you feel like he has still got this power. Like, like the um, mm. tag at the end with Isabel. Like, Curb's not stopped yet. From what? Yeah, there's one last little. Oh, she summons him, doesn't she? That's it. When yeah. she's being taught, and her torture is quite brutal as well. What they're doing to her. Yeah, because that's yeah. the only um, kind of human-on-human sort of stuff you get, isn't it? Yeah, I like think so. most, yeah, of, most, most of the book is curb or, you know, like they shoot someone, but like, you know, it's just a bullet or whatever. But yeah, yeah that last chapter is full on like torture porn stuff. Yeah, we were the, um, the gangster, I suppose, the one who they bought their drugs from and then ended up snorting tracks to fell it down. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And they're like, right, we're going to torture it. And then like, you're like, wow, this is kind of horrific. But it doesn't, it doesn't linger on it too much. It's kind of like, no, this is what's going on. And it doesn't focus so much on the splattery side of it. It just, you know, it, it deals more on the horror side. And then with her dying mm. breath, she summons Kreb <laughs> again. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he brings him back at some point. Yeah, I wonder that when we would get a chocolate man too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the tag, the, the, sec- the second title will be, though. Like. Yeah, it'd just have to be number two, wouldn't it? Sure, <laughs> yeah, you're number, two, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, number two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you tried to overcomplicate it, it would just... No, nah, that's true. I think in my head I had Chocolate Man 2 Electric Boogaloo for some reason, and I was like, that <laughs> wouldn't work. <laughs> just a Chocolate Man road movie. <laughs> yeah. But I think that did he, there was a mention as well of, like, there's other places like that within the Earth. So that got me thinking about, you know, has this happened to someone else? You know, right. that wasn't the, the only... I'm sure there was a, a little hint of, like, you know, it, these earth sphincters if you like there's not just the one across the planet so 
Mm. My brain was instantly thinking, like, oh, I wonder if it, you know, has this happened to someone else? You know, you could. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of expansion. Quite a lot of times about the whole life being shit, like everything turns to shit. And all yeah, that. everything turns to shit. Yeah, which I like that. That's a, that's a good little line. <laughs> We've all yeah, been there at some point and gone, yeah, this is not good. That'd be the yeah. movie poster, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, Chocolate Man. Oh, yeah. Just the shit. Like, yeah, oh, that would be the tagline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's how you tell it. Trying to find my ones. I was just going to jump onto my review and find all the lines I'd highlighted, but I can't find them now. Oh, there's a lot of funny lines in there. A lot of nasty lines as well. But there's a lot of like the really clever ones as well, though. They they yeah. mix the the grotesque and the nasty. And it was just like this is really clever stuff. <laughs> Trying to be profound while talking about shit, yeah, which is not an easy thing to do. No, I mean i I started writing this. Uh, I'm only a little way in it. And it's sitting. It's one of those that's sitting on the sidelines again. I, I was doing like a coprophilia coming of age story, and it was like I can't do this serious you know it's um, it's going to be jokey about this kid who yeah. you know when he's at school and he first ends up sort of accidentally eating some shit and then he thinks it's kind of what empowers him and he i think he wins his swimming let he becomes first in his swimming lesson and he realizes oh because this piece of shit yeah was from this kid who was a really good swimmer i must have absorbed you know in his yeah. child's brain that's where he's thinking i'm like i can't do this seriously there's, there's no way yeah. so how he's managed to do that is just fantastic Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's like I said. I think it's because of the brother, because of Curb just being so utterly foul, like so, like you know, just you care about the family, like so yeah. everything that happens to him is horrific because you give a shit. Like if he was running around with a bunch of teens, like it would be hilarious. Yeah, but I think yeah. because you've got this family unit there are nice and kind and you want mm. them to be all right i think that dolls not dolls because it's still funny but it <laughs> it stops you just laughing constantly because you're like oh shit like this is bad like yeah they kind of they, they ground the whole story in reality i think yeah definitely rather yeah. than just yeah like you said if it was a bunch of teens it would have that more light-hearted 80s It'd slash be to see a... what curb does to him like you know yeah, it'd be like you right. said, it'd be like the, the Freddy thing. You're waiting for like, oh, what's the next kill going to be? What's the next line that he's going to shout going to be yeah. rather than having that serious. I found one of my highlights. Oh, hang on. No, I can't bring it back up again. What have I done? There it is. <laughs> so where we mentioned the um, when James is young and he finds his dad's dick's been removed and there's a pile of shit on there. And you've got like, I found the line. It looks to the little boy like a cold sausage served on a bed of rich chocolate mousse. <laughs> that's that's brilliant descriptive writing is straight away like yeah i've got that visual thanks jonathan yeah that's <laughs> like chapter one as well yeah yeah that's yeah, pretty much like the, yeah <laughs> the intro you're a few pages in you're like oh, okay thanks mate <laughs> yeah but there's there's yeah. some really clever writing going on there as well not just the the textual descriptions and things just i mean like the whole bowels of the earth thing i thought was a fantastic idea yeah i loved all that i, I wrote um i wrote like a novelette recently for godless called Elephant Cock. Yes, and, I've seen that um, out, yeah. I kept a, a list of all the different ways I used the word, like, dick, like, all the different descriptions of it. So it was like a two-fucking <laughs> phrase to not repeat myself. And I kind of got that idea off of reading Chocolate Man initially and just all the different ways of describing poo shit, like, like just the amount of different kind of, like, similes it came up with for it. Yeah. Like, it was just hilarious. Like, yeah, every, everything's in there. You're like, okay, brown logs or whatever. Like, I can't yeah, remember that. Yeah, there's clods, stuff like, yeah. yeah, clod and all that sort of thing. Yeah, clods of shit and all that. Because like, that's the issue I was finding doing this coprophilia story kind of thing. Or, yeah, it was like, how many ways can I describe shit? Are you going to run out soon? It's like, and it's going to feel samey, but it no, doesn't in chocolate, man. It's just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's more than you realize. Yeah. You I was finding a lot of different ways. <laughs> things like that, putting sort of food related textures in it really helps if you start referring to something as creamy or clotted <laughs> that just makes it worse i think yeah like oh that's no i don't want that image so i find, I I find that cause helps. yeah because your brain knows that texture straight away yeah. doesn't it yeah, yeah 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 so i've done that on a couple of things and like, yeah that worked that's what fits i'm gonna i'm keeping that yeah. and there was something um 
I think I went out the last weekend with some friends. I'm a, I'm a board gamer and that's so we're all playing tabletop board games and things and got the pizzas in. And I think one of the, the orders came with mayo drizzle. And I'm, like, I'm writing that down because that's, that's an ejaculate <laughs> line that I'm going to use at some point. Yeah, got it. Thanks, mayo drizzle. That's going in my notepad. Yeah. Of course, Tim, who didn't like horror, was like, oh, no, really? Yeah, mate, that's going in. That's going in my notes. <laughs> Just finding all those interesting ways to describe things. Yeah, there's a lot more ways than what you initially think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's done it so, so well. And uh, that's why I need to read. Um, is it what, what Good Girls Do? What know? Good Girls Do is so fucking horrific. Like that book just stuck with me for ages. Like it was just the most intense opening chapter I've ever read, I think. Oh, okay. I've heard nothing but praise for it. So that and that he's got what good what good boys do is yeah, now, what now good, we're about uh, to come out. So. Yeah, what good men do is just well, it'd be out for about a month or two after this video. But yeah, yeah just to come out. Uh, he sent me an arc of it, um, because he liked my review of the first one. So I was like, Yeah, yeah, good uh, to read the yeah, second yeah. one early. <laughs> And yeah, it's a different sort of story because it has to be. And yeah. yes, equally it's good. It's just it had to be done in a different way because that first book you just can't recreate. Like it's it's too horrific. Oh, okay. See, I I've even avoided reading the synopsis of the of the first one. I'm yeah, like, I, I want to go in as blind as possible. And yeah, I went in not knowing anything. Mm. And after like a chapter, I was like, what the fuck? Like this is the title intense. sounds the title sounds fairly innocuous and the cover's just as a silhouette of a lady holding a knife. So you're like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. hint at anything really horrific. Yeah, no, I literally, I just picked it up because I enjoyed Chocolate Man and I was like, oh, I want to read a bit more of what Jonathan's done. And like, I read the first chapter and put like a comment on Facebook or something and everyone was like, oh shit, like you're in for, you're in for a crazy <laughs> time. <laughs> so I think I have, what did he do? Oh, I've got his, he sent me an arc, well not an arc, he just sent me a copy of, um, was it Scat Splats and Stupid Twats, which was his collection of shorts that the original Chocolate Man was in. So I've got right. that to read. I, I think oh, that's the only one I've read in there with the, the Chocolate Man intro, and I haven't, or right. the short story, right. I haven't I read, sat, um, rest, read the rest yet. Yeah, I read, what was it? Drildo, which would have been in <laughs> Bludgeoning Tours. Yeah, I think it was in the Bludgeoning Tours anthology. Uh, okay. And yeah, that was really good as well. Oh, cool. Everything I've read of his has been just fantastic. So. Yeah, I've, I've, I need to read more. So I'm hoping once I get this convention out of the way and either recoup my losses or have some profit to <laughs> get through, I'll, uh, I can start ordering. So it's the same with yours. I saw, was it The Rock was your previous uh, one? As well? the, was it Rock? Yeah, The Rock's yeah. one of the other ones. I just brought one called Hack the other day, which is like a home invasion one. Yeah, see, I've, got, I've only got as far as Blood Soak Wrestling, so I need to get more of which I love, yeah, as you know, but was, yeah, that was yeah, fun. It's a little way back, that one now. Yeah, I was yeah, just started writing the second one of those. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to that then, because that was yeah. that was good. You felt part of the crowd in that that story. It was good. I was like, yeah, I'm there yeah. cheering along with everyone else. So I yeah, need to read was, more of yours. That was the aim, really. It was like, I've had a few reviews that are like, where's the story? And I'm just like, yeah, the story came second. What can I say? One yeah, the experience I, I did, captured. I, I didn't mind that. I mean, I know we've digressed a bit, like we said we were going to, but yeah, I was like, okay, the story is just basically just individual wrestling matches, but you made the reader feel like they're part of the audience. Mm. Didn't need a main story. I'm just like, I'm enjoying it. I want to see the next match. Yeah. And it got me in that mindset. Yeah. So, the, yeah. And you know the story, the little the hint of the story is there, but I'll, I forget the character's name now, who wants to be part of the show and wants yeah, to be a wrestler. Yeah, that would be so. the through line as the mm. other books come along. But yeah, it was more yeah. just like, can I make each match fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, right. What else have we got with Chocolate Man? <laughs> I'm trying to see what else I can find I've highlighted in my... I think we've gone through most of my notes. Yeah, I think we've. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I just come a little sentences, bit with fragments that I've highlighted. And you're like, yeah, that's just horrible. <laughs> with like James's revulsion to taking a shit, and he, the, the feeling of a turd leaving his body, he thinks compares to the outstroke of a rapist's erection. So... <laughs> I mean that's that's an ingenious line, but it also shows how horrific he finds the act of yeah. defecating. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, this. Yeah, I've got so many little passages and things I've highlighted because I'm like, that's clever. That's that's horrible. That's that's genius. Yeah, there's things like that. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just, it is one of those books that's incredibly clever. It could be mm. childish. It could be weird. It could just be kind of like, what the fuck's going on? But somehow you're not lost at any point. You're, you know, yeah. it is gross, but it's also a really intriguing story that you kind of want to follow and yeah, and you give a shit as well. Like, you know, <laughs> lots of people give a shit in the book. Lots of like, yeah, I don't know if I. I'm trying to think if I'd count it as a, an gateway into extreme and splatter or not. It's hard to pick what would be a good first place for people to start. And this, I think it could. You know, you're yeah. going to be in for something horrific, but it doesn't push too not, far into the. Yeah, it's I'm a sure. weird one to. Maybe a I second made, or third, <laughs> not maybe not your yeah, first entry into it. I made a video not too long ago on the channel about kind of like beginner's guide to sort of splatterpunk and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember if I included it. I'm gonna have to watch like, it again there to have a look. I can't remember either. Yeah, I can't because I missed out a lot of stuff I really liked. Just thinking like it's not really the best one to go in on, hmm. and I can't remember what I decided on this one. Whether I thought. Kind of chocolate man and what could girls do was the place to start or whether you <laughs> just needed to warm up first. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to pick what yeah, that must have been a struggle to pick what would be an entry level book to the genre. <laughs> yeah. I mean I went with like Depraved and Four Brutal, I think were two of my very early ones. So I was good after that. I was like, Oh, I can pretty much handle anything. See, I'm so behind. I still haven't read Four Brutal either. I'm so behind on stuff i need to read my tbr is just excessively huge even the physical one i, I i'm looking down there i've probably got like it was well over 100 books piled next to the sofa that oh, wow. i'm yeah. a i'm a sucker for charity shops so i'll go in and just oh yeah i love that i haven't got that someone gave me gave me 30 stephen king novels the other day They're like oh my daughter's moved out she's got uni doesn't want these do you want them uh, okay what do you want for them now nah, i have them so i'm like <laughs> oh i don't have most of these brilliant thanks so they're all piled up there as well now. No, that's a it couple never, of years never of your life gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you still end up buying more. You know. Yeah. My yeah, wife and children I was having that conversation with someone the other day. I was like, I've never read so much in my life, yet my TBR is five times bigger than it's ever been. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 My wife and kids are constantly like, don't you have enough books? Like, There's no such thing. This is no, no, I haven't. All right. <laughs> And that's not, that's just the physical part. Never mind the, the digital one of God knows how many's on there. That's ridiculous. The amount yeah. of times I see someone's mentions like, oh, my book's you know out now or it's on sale. And I think, oh, yeah, I must grab that. And you go and look on Amazon and it's like, oh, you bought this in 2021. Like, oh, okay, probably should read <laughs> that now then. <laughs> Happens yeah, all the time. So I try and I only try and buy the stuff as I'm reading it. So I'll have the big list, but I won't buy it until... I'm ready to read it just because, like, I wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. And yeah, there's too much. And it gets, like you said, it gets lost in the shuffle, right? You're like, oh, yeah, definitely. That. And then four months later, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I did buy that book. Like, see, I try and do that. And then, like I said, I'll go past a second hand store or charity shop. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go in and have a look. And then four or five books under my arm later, you go into <laughs> the next one. And, and then someone will advertise, oh, my book's on off. And you think, well, oh, it's only 99p. I'll, I'll grab it. You know, that's yeah. fine. And then it all sits somewhere until I finally remember to get around to it. Yeah, that's how they get me with that fucking offer. I'm like, oh, I'll read that one one day. And then like yeah. two days later, they're like, oh, it's 49p for one week. I'll read that <laughs> next day. <then. laughs> and then I've made a mistake now on Amazon with wish lists. I've got like, here's a, here's a wish list of all the things I'm looking for on, like on Kindle. And here's the ones I want on paperback. And occasionally you go on and go, well, that's on offer. Yeah, I might as well grab it. You know, I'll, I'll get it now while I can, and it'll sit somewhere until I finally yeah. get around to it. But one day, <laughs> one day I'll read them all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably won't. There'll be I'll another five hundred books out by then. But <laughs> yeah, it never ends. But that's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. all part of it. Exactly. It's one of the good things about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, so um, yeah. So, any more to say about chocolate? Um, I think we've covered. We covered everything, haven't we? So, yeah, yeah, I think we've covered a fair bit of it. Yeah, we're yeah. going into every spoiler. <laughs> no, no, I mean, we've spoiled bits here and there, but I, I, I don't think we'd have taken away any of the enjoyment from the story. So. 
in any way, no, shape, I or form. I think yeah, if anyone's listened to this who hasn't read the book, like I just massively recommend it. Like we covered a fair bit of it, but there's so many fun details, so much good family dynamic stuff in there. <laughs> like we haven't really gone into the third act too much. Like no, you know, not. the whole stuff back in the house is just crazy and the underground stuff's a lot worse than what we even mentioned. Oh but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I think I, w- I would recommend as well to people who haven't read it or if they haven't read the the short story to find the one with Jonathan Reed and the um mm. doing his reading of it. I know it's on the Godless Godless have put it on YouTube, haven't they? Yeah, it's on so... Godless's YouTube. Oh, it's on channel. God, yeah. 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 All their yeah. website. Yeah, I think you can get it through both of those. Yeah, I mean, I'd recommend that. I mean, it's a free listen, so why would you not want to do that for, how it was it, 20, 25 minutes? It's fantastic. And Jonathan reads it really well. He does a brilliant sort of rural voice for Kreb. It's fantastic. So yeah, definitely recommend that. makes Kreb even creepier. <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. Before I'd heard that, in my in my mind, it was just this sort of growly, like, eh, you know, that kind of voice. And then to hear him going, oh, that's bloody lovely. Yeah. Just makes it like oh, it makes me shiver a bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially yeah, living in near Norfolk where people have that slight that accent is very similar. You like, yeah, they yeah. all sound like crab now when I go over the, across <laughs> the border into no man's land. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think no, I must have read Chocolate Man first, and then I think I found out about the short afterwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Kreb in my head was already sort of going for that. But yeah, Jonathan just kind of finalised it to the point that if I read yeah. it now, it sounds that's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> yeah, same here. I mean, yeah, he, he mentions he has like a rural twang, don't he? Mm. But yeah, so have I. So I just like, it's in my voice. That's fine. But now I always hear that accent that Jonathan read it in every time. <laughs> In fact, I think it was his wife who mentioned to me that he was doing that it was going to be released. I think I was in a video chat with Michelle. Who well, I, I need to read her books as well because I haven't got around to hers. So no, I haven't read just, any of hers. Yeah, no. Because I wanted the what is it the something about farmhouses of the north was one of them, and she's got that the new one about um oh I can't something about being a body. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, I can't remember I the saw, name. Yeah, yeah. I can remember the cover's got the box on it. It's what happens when you and you've become yeah. a corpse or something yeah and that sounds really good and i've heard good things about it so both of them i need to get hold of their work so yeah they're friends <laughs> no i think she possibly done the cover as well for what good men do oh okay i read that right i can never remember there's so much stuff going on all the time now. oh tell me about it yeah everything <laughs> gets mixed together and yeah oh, we've probably got loads of what we called facts we've probably got them completely wrong that's right. No one ever corrects me. I think they're, oh, all, just fine, like, they're all just fine with my enthusiasm. They're like, yeah. Just let talk. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I don't even correct myself when I'm editing. Oh, no, something's wrong. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm leaving it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, people will know it's wrong, hopefully. Yeah, yeah I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've um, chocolate man done it. I'd say, uh, Thank you very much for coming on the show. And right. Thank you for having me. And a good chat about it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, definitely a unique book and one I was looking forward to chatting to just because there was nothing else like this book, really. Like, I wouldn't no. know what I'd remotely compare it to. I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't think I could put a comparison anywhere. Just no. Like we said, the, the the most you could do and it'd be like we said the end of the movie society but with a bucket of shit over it <laughs> but you'd need that you need the aroma in your house as well though just to really immerse yeah. you in that atmosphere some shit scented candles or something. <laughs> shit scented candles are they a Gwyneth Paltrow thing I should think yeah, yeah, yeah I imagine yeah. they must be right yeah she must have one called my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if not then Jonathan could just dive right in there and get some <laughs> yeah. merchandising done well I think that's what I, I first found out about Chocolate Man was Jonathan done the photo shoots with him covered in crap. Oh, what, I've never yeah. seen that. Though. Yeah, he done photos himself smeared with Nutella or whatever, and yeah, it was like, okay, what the hell is going on here? And that's when I'd found the book. So yeah, no, I think it was re- recreating the cover of the book, but you got Kreb coming out of a toilet, and I'm sure he's got <laughs> one with a toilet thing that he was in. I think he recreated that cover, but with himself covered in brown. So. I, don't know. I know what I'll be Google searching when this is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
yeah, yeah, it was a funny image. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, I need to find out what's going on. And that's, I think, how I found the book. So worth it. It, it must have been worth the pain that he'd yeah, coated himself yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for coming along, dude. And thank you. Yeah, I look forward to reading more work from you as well. I'll have to pick up the uh, non musical at some point. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. Yeah, I've got to do the same with you. So yeah. We'll get there one day. It was exactly. a joins the pile of never-ending books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Thanks very much, Sid. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.